What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Kev and Josh. Guys, it's been months, uh, maybe plural, since we've done a show together. Um, how's lots. your thumb? Yeah. What, what's uh, how's my thumb? Yeah. Um, it's still there, oh, kind of. Okay. You know, it's you know, it's bandaged right now. Um, it's healing. Some days it's better. I've, I've we've been taking pictures and now I'm like a sicko and I have like side by sides and I'm like, is it getting better? Is it not getting better? So I don't know. We'll see. Can you release these to the public? Because no, please don't. You don't want to see that. <laughs> Trust me. There are people that are like, I really want to see it. I'm like, no, you don't. And then I show it to them. And they're like, why did you show that to me? I'm like, you asked me to. I tried to warn you, people. Jeez. Josh, you've been traveling all over the place. Where where all have you been? How how have the travels been? Uh, could have gone better. So first, I went to Philly, and that was for PAX Unplugged, the board game convention. Uh, that was fantastic. Had a great time. I always do. This is like the sixth or seventh year doing it, and it's always a blast. So that was fun. And then right when I got back, I had four days, and then I went to India. For a work uh, for a business trip, that trip on the other hand did not go smoothly. Mm. Uh, got COVID as soon as I landed, oh. and had a quarantine in my hotel for five days, which was oh, man. the amount of my trip. So oh. <laughs> pretty much. So you went quarantine. all the way to India and just stayed in the hotel. Yeah, it was a five star <laughs> hotel. So don't get me wrong, the hotel was nice, and you know, room service came in clutch when you can't leave. you did a deep dive on indian hotels that's yes exactly (laughs) yeah local channels yeah everything (laughs) what's up there uh i was able to like after three days i had no more symptoms and i felt fine um so masked masked up and went to the market and just kind of walked around the market outside uh so at least i got some exploring done uh got no work done for this business trip whatsoever so that's fun uh what city was it uh went to hyderabad oh cool yeah and uh, i've never been to india never been to hyderabad it was really cool uh stayed in a area called high tech city so it was just like all right cool (laughs) (laughs) apparently like literally they just made it for businesses so that whole like area was the food good oh yeah fantastic uh biryani uh that's what they're known for in hyderabad uh the lamb biryani so i had that twice that was really good uh yeah that's awesome and then came home and now you know four days and then go to ohio for christmas so nice go 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 just making the rounds i guess i i haven't had a chance to congratulate you with the crew winning the mls cup yes so how's that feel having a uh, championship team that you follow. That was cool. It was a little bit crap that I couldn't watch the game because, again, in India when that game happened and I looked at the time difference and I'm like, okay, I could stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning to watch this game. While sick with COVID. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, while sick with COVID. Or I could just wake up in the morning and be like, did we win? And that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Did not get a chance to watch the game. Uh, unfortunately, but sweet, it really cool that they won. Mike, Good. you're flying high with your team. Uh, Villa, yeah, you, you just informed me before you're recording. You're first, that's cool. We're not first, we're second, but oh, by okay. Friday, by Friday, we could be first. So, no, but they did have a big week. They beat well, week and a half, they beat City and Arsenal in the span of four days, and then um, beat Brentford in a really crap game this past weekend. So we'll see. Nice. Who knows? Yeah. It's fun to watch. Kev, what's new with you? Nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> Wait, well, hold, speaking of traveling, you'll be here. When do you get into Pittsburgh? Well, we're kind of playing it by ear. I still need to talk to mom. You know, mom got COVID. So now we're yeah. just like, you know, how do we balance all this? We'll be in Pittsburgh. Just come um, stay at my place. It'll be great. Well, uh, we're weighing options, playing it day by day, Mike. You know, it'll be like a sleepover. We'll just like you know, put all the, put all the cushions on the floor, and uh, everybody sleeps in one room, and it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. He said uh, he's going to Pittsburgh, not not the middle of nowhere. Yeah, this is true. This is very very true. 
Yeah. Um, well, guys, it's exciting that we're we're talking. Um, I think typically in the off season, the information that we have in the shows tends to be sparse. Not so the case today. And actually, we have so much I'm able to bring back out my oh, click wheel. Oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about all these subjects, but we will do them in a random order through the click wheel. Yes, we will. <laughs> the fans didn't let this go away. The fans brought it back. That's they right. willed it into existence. That's right. I think have we only used this once before? I think so. I I'm think just you, obsessed with the yeah. clicky sound. It's like it's very Wheel of Fortune. It is like, it's how you fall asleep. You hear you that? Like, yes. You know, I just you I just freak Susan over. out by just like spinning this. Yes, <laughs> I wait till she falls right asleep and then I put it right in her ear. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right, guys. So we got we got a lot of topics. I, I'm going to read through the different topics on here. Okay. We will probably spend more time on some than others, but that's okay. Uh, we have the Steel Army Holiday Party. I want to hear how that went. Josh, were you there for that? No, I wasn't. <laughs> so that might I be a really quick one. Yeah, I was traveling to India during the holiday party. <laughs> okay, so that one might not work out. Uh, players. We got players that have signed. We got players that have departed officially. We have players that are still in the air. Okay. We have the Open Cup, which is a very hot topic uh, yeah. over the past few days. We have the fact that uh, CBS and Paramount Plus are going to be covering games now instead of ESPN, which we can discuss. The 2024 schedule was released today. And that's it. Those are our six topics. Wait, is that six? That's it. That's five. Five topics. We have five topics. We're going to do five. Okie dokie. Here we go. Spin the wheel, Mike. It's going to be the holiday party. Watch. Watch. Uh, nope. CBS Plus and Paramount. Yeah, CBS and Paramount Plus. Okay. So uh, the news came. We kind of got the sense... Um, mid-season-ish when the Hounds started getting covered by CBS Plus that maybe something was going to happen. But now the league has officially broke a deal with CBS and Paramount Plus to be streaming the Hounds games this season. And there will be opportunities for some of the games to be played on CBS proper. So in the past, it was ESPN Plus, essentially. And every so often, it would be on ESPN 2. Uh, in this case, there's now a chance for the USL to be on CBS proper. Josh, your initial thoughts on the switch to CBS and Paramount Plus? Um, kind of confused because my understanding is I think they have something like a hundred games, not hundred games. I forget what the number was. It was not all the games, right? So therefore, some of the games are still going to be on ESPN Plus, I believe. Some of the games will be on Paramount. Plus, some of the games will be on national television proper. Uh, I don't really understand the, the the deal yet. I don't think it changes anything for me because I have C or I have Paramount Plus and ESPN Plus. So going I'm, to India, having all these subscription <laughs> things, just I, I should, it, maybe I should <laughs> clarify. I have access to Paramount <laughs> Plus and, and ESPN Plus. Uh, and so I think I'm fine and I'll be able to watch all the games that, you know, I'm not at. So hopefully it should be okay. Just as long as it's not one of those scenarios like the premier league, where it's like some of the games are on Peacock and some of them are on NBC or USA, which you need a completely separate, like live TV license to watch anything which... better than what's going on with MLS. I'm so angry at MLS for like their double paywall, like, with their Apple Plus deal, it was like, oh, I have Apple TV. I should be able to watch these games. No, you, you have to have a second subscription for MLS games on Apple TV, which is even more money. I'm like, I'm not paying for that when I'm, you know, mostly watching Hounds games live and then can't watch crew games at the exact same time. So, like, yeah, that that annoyed the crap out of me. So this is still better than that. It's interesting because um, what the the Premier League just signed a new deal on the British side of things to move away from, I think they had Amazon Prime to back to Sky Sports and doing more stuff with like actual broadcast. And so you have MLS in one direction that's like 100% digital. And now you're seeing even USL move slightly more traditional towards CBS. I mean, Paramount Plus is that's streaming and CBS Plus that's on TV. Like there are people, I, I know people locally that have caught games because it was on CBS plus after something else was on and they just sort of left it on. So I think that this is probably a net win for the hounds. Kev, do you have any say in any of this? Just questions. So, um, 
you you said they brokered a deal with the hounds so they didn't broker a deal with the usl no 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 no, no. it's usl it's yeah. usl wide got yeah. it okay yeah, yeah um and but we still don't know how it gets split across the different streaming platforms. so like i didn't even know cbs plus is a thing i so i know so Paramount cbs plus is a thing, but... cbs plus is a channel like it's Which a is, channel yeah, that's, that's on local. like local yeah. so there's cbs and then instead of like whatever the affiliate like you know i forget what it was even called before it wasn't the cw, CW? It wasn't the CW? Was that, they changed it to cbs plus oh uh, yes. okay okay yeah. can you stream cbs plus i don't know i think so Probably. i would assume if it's on cbs plus it might be on paramount but listen I've been... i don't understand how how terrestrial tv works anymore yeah. i don't i don't understand any of it but the fact that they called it cbs plus really yeah annoyed me because like that's um you know moniker that everyone knows as digital now like everything is something plus and that means digital and then they're like hey we changed the name of our regular channel to cbs plus i'm like that's confusing i don't like that yeah, yeah. that's weird um i don't know i guess i know before the hounds were tying me to the i was getting ES, espn plus or hulu subscription or something and now i guess that changes yep and so now i can direct my money water gun towards paramount plus rather than hulu so yeah. okay fine whatever anything good on paramount plus i don't know i need star to, trek all the star trek sweet all right yeah there we go i will say i like i will use paramount plus to watch the europa conference league um i think they also have um europa league i think they have champions league too cool um I believe so yeah yeah and they do a decent job of organizing the games and making them easy to find it's, it's like any other streaming service so it will be interesting to see how things play out this year um, do we know how much it is in terms of the cost of paramount plus or how much the deal is worth both but i guess in particular <laughs> josh you like you said like the double paywall thing is this a double paywall thing for paramount plus do we think no or is it, it just is not oh, okay that's good this is just part of paramount plus and like i said it's not all the games either so like i don't know I don't even know if it would be worth getting Paramount Plus mm. just for USL as far as like the number of Hounds games are going to be on there. I'm right. curious to see when that schedule comes out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. They released the, the the season schedule today, which is one of the things on our wheel, but we don't know the broadcast schedule yet. So I yeah. saw the Hounds put out a YouTube video, right? They yeah. did, and it was really good. Yeah. yeah, start starting the season early with some uh, quality content. Yeah, we we reshared that. So, any other thoughts on CBS versus Paramount Plus? Confusing, and can't wait to find a flow chart telling me where to watch games when. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the great aggregator where like just Apple buys all the streaming services, and I just need to look at one thing. Monopoly. I hope, I hope a, that yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't happen. Inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm realizing how dusty this spin wheel is because we haven't used it in so long. <laughs> Here we go. Don't land on the same thing again. Holiday party. Liz said it was great. Yeah, I heard great things about it. It sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Josh, anything else that you want to say about the no, holiday party? No, okay. we can go on to the next one. When, um, when, when did... Did you guys do elections for positions? No. So that happens at the AGM, which will happen during preseason. Okay. Uh, I knew this. Yeah. I was just asking for everybody else. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Good. Um, well, good. I'm glad everyone had a good time. Uh, next up is the hot topic of the open. Oh, oh you didn't spin it. You just moved it. That's not. No, 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 no. I did. spun it while oh, I okay. said, Liz said it was great. And then I spun it again. So don't worry. Open yeah. Cup. Okay, so to set the table, the reason why we're talking about the Open Cup in December is because midday on Friday, the MLS came out and basically said, hey, we're not going to let our first teams participate in the Open Cup. Instead, we will have our teams from MLS Next Pro compete. And I believe it's DC United that doesn't have an MLS Next Pro team, and therefore they just won't participate in the Open Cup. Um, they did it on a Friday afternoon. They did not tell the U.S. Soccer Federation that they were going to be doing this. They didn't really tell anybody they were going to do this. They just dropped it and kind of hoped that it would go away. The Steel Army has clearly done their part in saying this will not go away. Um, this is a travesty. So, um, Josh, 
thoughts on what MLS is doing and just your feelings on this. This is lame. This is really, really lame of MLS. And I feel like it is probably one of the things that is going to prove to everyone that the United States Soccer Federation has no pool whatsoever. Um, I got a feeling there's not going to be any repercussions to this. Like in the perfect world, you would see the Federation be able to be like, no, if you don't participate in our, you know, giant cup uh you don't get you know whatever like you don't get an opportunity to get into the other leagues you you could lose d1 status like plenty of things that they could do with this but i got a feeling they're just gonna be like oh okay <laughs> we'll change the rules so you don't have to <laughs> yeah which is extremely lame so for context, the Open Cup has been around for over 100 years. Yes. And MLS has been 20 to 30 years. And so this would be the equivalent of what the FA Cup if the Premier League was just like, nah, we ain't going to we ain't going to participate in that. So we're doing Kev, the Super League instead. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to do something else instead. Kev, what are your thoughts on on this? No, I agree. I mean, I was going to say some of but I could say probably the best memories I have of last season was in the mm -hmm. Open Cup uh, or, or the memories made in the Open Cup. Um, and I always love how soccer, I don't know, growing up, watched hockey, you know, watched the NHL, watched the NFL. Um, soccer is so unique in that where it, it's like, no, we, you know, yeah, a, 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 you know, a, a Columbus crew can go play someone in the middle of Nebraska in a D2, whatever, you know, I, I love that. And I think it creates so many interesting drama themes and, and things like that. So on that sense, I think it's, it's sad that it's going away because it's stripping the opportunity for memorable moments, especially for, um, fans of soccer and not in the mls um however i always do kind of like this is more of a philosophical point follow me here um if you're like <laughs> if you're in like a, a friendship with someone and they don't want to be your friend anymore then i'm like well fine i don't want to be your friend anymore. you know what i mean like i only want to be with someone who wants to be with me kind of thing and I, you can make an argument over it's like, look, I don't want to drag you MLS kicking and screaming into something that you don't want to do. And like, there was always kind of a sour taste with it anyway. So on that level, I'm like, from a philosophical point, I'm like, look, if you don't want to be here, leave. Right. But, but that's wrapped up in the context of me saying, I love when we, the, the hounds get a chance to play someone from the MLS, especially at Highmark. That's great. Love it. Wouldn't want it to go away. Um, so I don't know how you make those two coexist other than maybe provide more incentives for all parties involved to take it seriously. Because what? That's the underlying argument for this is the MLS is saying, look, this doesn't matter to us. We don't care about the competition. We only see this as a net negative where players could potentially get hurt. Um, so I don't know. Is there something that you know, a governing body could do to change those incentives to all of a sudden, I don't know, do something different. I don't know, but that's my quick feeling on it. Not so quick. I mean, one of the other arguments that I've seen sort of written about over the past few days is also the fact that there is a, a potential monetary incentive behind the scenes because this wasn't an issue until Apple got involved and is like making money from all of the games that they're broadcasting. And now these MLS teams, including Messi, are, you know, have the potential to go off and play other games that Apple doesn't get a cut for. And so they instead created their own new tournament between MLS and Liga MX from Mexico. And they're saying, well, you know, we, we have no room in the schedule for the Open Cup because we have this other tournament that we just created. And it's like, that's hogwash. Like, just look over in Europe and look at all of the games those guys. You want to be taken seriously? Like, play the games. And I, I, I get your analogy of like, you don't want to be here. We don't want you here. Go away. But 
it also feels like they're not saying, well, we'll go away. They're saying we'll have our, you know, D3 teams play instead. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a joke though. You know yeah, I mean? Like, and, and, yeah. and essentially what they're trying to do is basically delegitimize any other league that isn't MLS. And they're just saying, well, this is beneath us. This, this your little open cup thing. That's great for all of you other teams, but like we're the, we're the big dog. And I think if, if MLS is going to take their cues from the U S soccer federation, and if they're going to get benefits from the U S soccer federation, then they need to participate as a member of the U S soccer federation. And part of that is being in the open cup. So we'll see what actually happens here. Um, you know, Josh, if, if you had your crystal ball, do you think that, you know, this, this U S soccer federation will push back and MLS will have their first teams play? Or do you think it's just, they're not, and we'll see what happens. I guess the, the problem is I, I feel like the soccer federation is mostly controlled by MLS at this point. So I don't see them. And I don't think MLS would have made this decision without already kind of game planning it out with USSF. Like, I don't Although see you say that with like the Super League with all the big clubs, right? They've tried exactly. that like three times and <laughs> yeah. they've walked away from it, which is very possible. It's very possible that they did not think this through or that they, you know, thought that USSF would roll over and they don't. Um, but it's also like you got all this money wrapped up with with MLS and, and the Apple deal and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that they didn't have any control over the Open Cup and now they're like, oh, yeah, we just pulled out of it and uh, we're going to start this new, you know, uh, World Cup type uh, competition with La Liga. Uh, like, I don't know. It feels very much like they're just replacing those matches with this new tournament that they're going to do with Mexico and like tr and be able to control that and have that on Apple TV as well. And that's the whole reason behind it all. I I really hope we see USSF like come down on them somehow. And I I just don't I don't know. I have my doubts that that's going to happen just because of how much power MLS has in America for soccer. We got Kev. Well, I was just going to ask um two points. One, have either of you heard any even light commentary from fan like supporters groups of MLS teams in the wake of this news broadly against it. Like it, it's yeah. very much a, like it doesn't seem like any of the fans are happy about this decision. Um, some fans, you know, who are, there are a group of people who don't really care about the open cup. Like I, I kind of can see how, like if you only support an MLS team and no other type of team and like, don't really care about the, you know, the, the health of soccer in America, other than with your team and with MLS, that the Open Cup is probably just something you easily forget about. Um, but overall, I, I feel like a lot of what I'm seeing from MLS fans is like, yeah, this is a dick move. Like, <laughs> like this, it feels like it's a jerk move and they should be, you know, they shouldn't be doing this. Uh, so there are, there are talks about fans like vowing to, like supporters groups vowing to like, go to the, the nearest open cup game and, and ignoring uh, the other competition that they're making right now uh, with Mexico. But we'll see if that comes to fruition because yeah. it can be a lot of talk and not a lot of show. So we'll see. Kev, did you have a second question to that? My only point was, I, I think it's going to be hard for us to, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe our like emotional feeling is the like objective feeling on this one. I think all of us would probably emotionally say like this is a bad move for the future of american soccer um but do you think it actually is gonna hurt like i don't think i i, I find it hard to find an argument how this somehow benefits the future of like growing soccer culture in america uh, maybe i'm missing something but the obvious to me is arguing for the downside i don't know what are you guys thoughts on it i mean i think that this this just seems like like you know a pond in the or a pebble in the pond 
of like, okay, this might seem like a small thing, but the ripples that this could create and the additional pebbles that could end up getting thrown in because of the ripples this creates could send us on a trajectory that just isn't great for U.S. soccer. We've talked about this before about, you know, there's there's tons of support in America for European soccer. And trying to convince people to get into American soccer has been somewhat difficult because people have this perception of they want to view the best. And so we already are different from European soccer from the pro-rel standpoint. So people understand there's pro-rel. What? There's no, wait, so MLS, you're just the worst team. And then you start out, okay, all right, fine. And now you have another situation where this is a case where, you know, MLS could be playing lower seeded teams, just like the FA Cup, just like any other cup in, in, in countries in Europe. And MLS is pulling out of that. So the, the competition still exists, but MLS just isn't part of it. So like, what's that about? And it, it's not a good look. And I think it is a slippery slope to the point where, you know, how long before MLS just like, you know, commands dominance and, and everything else just goes away. And it's just like, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but if anything, I think that the, at the grassroots level, teams are trying to model themselves more on the European style than what MLS is currently doing. And that's to the benefit of all of the local communities in ways that MLS isn't necessarily doing. Um, and so it'll just be interesting to see how this all sort of shakes out. I was talking to a buddy of mine who lives in Jacksonville and he has a six or seven year old daughter that like, plays in the community system that is now feeding the new Jacksonville USL team and the USL or in the, in the Jacksonville women's team, it is operated as a club, men, women's team, youth Academy, all the way up through whole thing. And it's not, I know that MLS has a, an Academy structure, but you also don't necessarily always see it being the feeder program that you're seeing it happen more often than not in the USL. So we'll see. Um, I don't like the move by MLS. I think it's ridiculous. Um, it does feel very super league-ish to just be like, we're doing it. And then like, yeah, take it. So yeah. Josh, yeah. did you have any? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that like not finding any silver lining per se, but there was always this talk about how the open cup wasn't doing a great job of being visually like marketing wise and like the way that they were running it uh a great product on tv like having you know giant empty stadiums for mls teams playing a usl yeah. side or anything like that like it's it never looked good as a product and i really wish they would have like tried to do something like oh the lower league team always hosts um yeah. if possible so that way the stadium's full and it has a great atmosphere like if you watch the the game the hounds played against columbus versus the previous year where we went to columbus yeah night and day product night and day visual like watching that game on tv for the uh riverhounds home game was insane looking it looks like a party and you watch that exact same matchup at the columbus crew uh home field and it was like meh this is like a midweek game and it looks like it so yeah and, and th that maps to other like sporting cultures too i mean like i know like that's the I, I know that's the case in like the england like fa cup games like where if you know middlesbrough went to city you're it's gonna feel flat but if city went to middlesbrough <laughs> right like yeah it's it's different now. Middlesbrough is the best example because their stadium is actually kind of big. But, um, but yeah, no, I yeah, yeah. It, it's just and also they could have done better with like packages for like uh you know bumps before and after the game, talking to local fans of the lower league teams and what does this mean to them and like yeah. how you know the history of the clubs, the histories that like there was so much there that they could mine. And I, I know it's a, a lot of it's money thing, like that they just don't have the money to do this type of stuff. But like being able to show these storylines for these, you know, historic competitions and and these clubs outside of MLS franchises um, would have been 
a great way to promote this competition and maybe make it more visually appealing and marketable on television. And it just never happened. And I do think that, you know, watching the open cup on TV can sometimes just feel flat and you don't really get the, the excitement. And yeah, it's, it's a shame because now it could all crumble because without MLS in it, I don't know if the open cup really keeps on going. Yeah. And to your point, Josh, I don't think the size of the team necessarily matters. It's the stories. And, yeah. and you see that everywhere. You see that with Wrexham. You see that with other documentaries where they pick a team. And as long as you know the stories, you get you feel connection to the to the town, to the players, to whatever it may be. That's all you need is a story. And so it's just cre- it's just being more creative. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think without MLS, it does lose a bit of its sheen. Um, you know, it might mean that a USL team wins it next year, but like, is that what they want? Like to be like, we won the open cup, but the MLS wasn't in it. Like, is that, yeah, there's like an asterisk next to it. Like you want to be the one that, that gets there. So, all right, we will see what happens guys. I think we only have two out of the five left, so we'll see if I can nail it on one spin. Fingers crossed. Nope. What's closer? What's closer? The, the 2024 schedule is closer. Yeah, at least you should probably talk about that. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the schedule. So schedule was announced today. Um, we know exactly what's happening with the Hounds. So just some key dates to throw out there. The opener is going to be March 9th in New Mexico. So it feels like every year we're moving the opener like a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit earlier. Um, whereas it used to start later. Now it's March 9th. Our home opener is going to be March 16th versus Orange County. The longest away stretch for us is just two games. So we'll never have a case where we're away like three, four. We go away for two. We come back for at least one. Um, All four of our games in July are at Highmark. So it'll be another, you know, quote unquote, summer of Highmark, uh, which will be cool. Although no July 4th game, unfortunately. Yeah. The season finale will be in October. Well, for us, will be October 26th at home against El Paso. So our last game will be at home. And um, with the introduction of some new teams. They once again had to shuffle the conferences so that now Rhode Island FC and North Carolina are joining the East. North Carolina was with us and then they dropped down to the league one, I believe. And now they're back up to the championship and Memphis heads off to the West. So thoughts on the schedule, Josh. Um, only two weekday games one is away and one is home. The away game that is a weekday game is Detroit, which makes sense for traveling for the Hounds, but kind of puts a damper on any away trip plans for Detroit since it is on a Wednesday. Um, and then I think the other midweek game is Louie. I believe Louie is a, yeah midweek game um which also kind of sucks because again that's a you know usually they travel and so having it midweek probably means they won't travel as well uh which means less bourbon for us at tailgate which sucks uh but oh well (laughs) uh so those are some of the quick uh things there every game's on a saturday there's not a single friday game here um uh what else what else what else oh um summer of hounds last year was last season was kind of grueling uh this summer of hounds uh looks a lot more doable yes it's it's four home games in a row but it's not followed by another couple home games in a row and another couple home like yeah it was a lot last time uh so having all of july be home is going to be a lot but it's not going to be nearly as grueling as last year so not too shabby there uh, Louisville away on a weekend. I think that's when I think I'm going to go to that. I think yeah. uh, making a weekend of it through the whiskey trail. It'll be a little lot of fun. Kev, we'll meet you there. It's like halfway, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, what are your thoughts on the schedule? Any thoughts? I mean, I'm looking at it now. I mean, you mentioned, yeah, Mike, like we don't have any um, like three game away stretches, but there are some gnarly ones. I mean, before uh the july home stretch where we have four home games in a row we have what two away games then a home midweek game against louisville and then two away games which 
I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I'm not happy about that. I I would have preferred like friggin' Loudon at home midweek. I don't know. To me, I always circle on like the calendar, like, okay, when are we playing uh, Louisville? Um, and to have them just home midweek in the middle of a, an away stretch is not great. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm, I, I like the like four home games in a row. Um, that's nice. I'm interested to, to see what Rhode Island will bring. But um, I'll bring yeah. Marky Barra, which we'll get to in a second. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, it's the schedule. Like it happens every year. I I think <laughs> I think there's a few things that that everybody tries to like. We get excited about like, is there a Fourth of July game? And it's like, no. And then it's like, when does the season start? March 9th. Okay, great. And like otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that our last game of the season is at home. If yeah. we need a result there, that's nice. That is nice. Uh, also happy that our first home game of the season is on a Saturday this year. Which means All Hounds Eve is there happening. Is. Gonna actually happen this there year. Uh, and we have a venue for it that is brand new. I don't know if you guys have heard about the new soccer pub in Pittsburgh called The Pitch. No. Um, so Brian from uh, Piper's Pub, he was uh, renowned and very well liked there. Uh, he decided to start his own pub. So he bought a place in Lawrenceville and uh, just had their soft open last weekend and it went pretty well for premier league matches. Uh, and yeah, the venues we're not, we're not leaving bulldogs, but we wanted to do all hounds Eve and we kind of need a place where we can mingle a little bit more. And if you've been to bulldog pub, it is more like a hallway. Uh, great for watching soccer games. Not so great for like, you know, walking around talking to each other. So uh figured we'd give the pitch some love, brand new soccer bar in Pittsburgh. So we're going to have it there because they have a little bit more space to walk around and kind of just hang out. So that's yeah. awesome. So, so all hounds Eve will be what? March 15th, March 15th. Yeah. The Friday. So the night before the first home game, um, don't have too much planned yet. We just confirmed with, uh, the pitch that we could have it there. And, uh, Blast it out on socials, and we'll work on the details later. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Another soccer pub in the city. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, we have the schedule. Like we said, we're still waiting for the broadcast schedule, which will sort of inform some of the whole Paramount Plus, the ESPN thing. Um, we will learn more. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's the schedule, guys. That just leaves one last thing. And I'm just going to spin because I feel like spinning. We're just going to talk about it regardless. But it's going to land on. It almost landed on it as well. It was one away. Uh, players. So all of this talk, all this time, we know what players are staying. Um, we also have question marks on players. So um, to sort of set the table, this was announced weeks ago. So, you know, if you're if you're listening to the show, if you're watching the show, you probably have an idea of what I'm already about to talk about. And that's fine. But um, essentially, the there were players that were already under contract heading into this offseason. Those players were Eddie Kizza, Kenny Forbes, Danny Griffin, Robbie Mertz. So they were coming back regardless. We got those four locked down. That's a pretty good, you know, especially in the midfield, that's a pretty good midfield. They then announced the players whose options they decided to pick up. And ultimately, we have, I think, 11 returning players, which is the most that Lily has ever returned um, from the previous season. So the options you had, they're the players who their options picked up were Danny Rivera, who is returning for his sixth year. Um, Langston Blackstock, Junior Etu, DZ Harmon, Mike DeShields, Pat Hogan, and Alal Asimanu. So get in Etu. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Just add him, you know, to the, to the sort of stellar midfield that we have. Our midfield's looking pretty good. Um, there are other players who are currently out of contract and it sounds like are potentially negotiating deals. And those include Dequa, Waite, Dos Santos, and Biasi. Um, but no word on any of those. So we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, 
wasn't able to get anything out of the the guys that we talked to over the past few weeks. Um, but in addition to those players, we do know some players who have chosen to leave. We know that Marky Barra is off to Rhode Island. Um, so he, we will see him twice this season, at least with his we know that, blonde hair. That's right. We know that Joe Farrell is headed to Hartford and we know that Arturo and Tola both headed to Louisville. Um, so all of that said, Kev, what is your immediate impression? Even though we've sort of known for a few weeks, what is your immediate impression on all of this player news? Ordonia is going to Louisville hurts me the most because yes. yeah, that he, I mean, obviously a very important player for us, but to have an important player for us, go to Louisville hurts to have an important defender, go to Louisville hurts. Cause in my head, Louisville is, you know, they're, they're known for being tough defensively and for them to look at our defense and say, yep, we'll have him. And, and that's, yeah, that hurts. Um, I don't know. I was always kind of anticipating something not happening for Dequa coming back here. I, I maybe I was more worried than anything. It could, so it could still happen. Oh, I yeah. know that. But yeah, yeah. but like I, you know, I guess I'm just like I'm telling myself bad news is coming so that if it comes that like, you know, I'm like, well, I knew it, um, which, you know, no way to live your life. Don't do that. Um <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, and then, yeah, as far as I'm, I'm happy, I don't know. I think our midfield, I'm happy with the contracts that we picked up in the midfield. Um, I don't know. I, I think midfield is hard to kind of pick up good players on. I think we've had a track record of finding good defenders forwards. It's a bit all, kind of more all over the place. I mean, looking back on, you know, Dixon, Ciceroni, Dequa, you know, was I thinking Ciceroni was going to be as good as he was when we pulled him in? Probably not, but maybe it's just because I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I'm trying to convince myself that there are enough forwards out there um, that we can pick up and I'm not, and that I'm happy with the midpost. But yeah, I don't know. That's just some initial reactions. Josh? Yeah. Um, obviously happy with the number of players already resigned. Um, it's great to see that many players coming back, but I do feel a little bit like my feeling of this is a successful off season as far as keeping players is kind of hinging on Dequa a little bit. I, I do feel like I will be much more comfortable if we have Dequa back. Uh, and uh, just in the fact that I, I know we can build around that core and that there's enough there to to not feel like, well, it's another rebuilding year or like, you know, starting from scratch, which is usually what it feels like every single season. Um, but I think I think Lily has trained me to feel like that's the norm. Like, I remember the unease that we had at the beginning of last season. So, so this is the thing, though. Like, I, I had full confidence in Lily. I thought I thought we were going to be fantastic. This yes, year. you were not yeah. panicking at all. But this you were not in the gutter at all about this team. <laughs> uh, but he here's the thing. We have talked and talked about the goal is to win the championship. And we know Lily can make a team that is good and that can win the league uh, regular season. But I still hold the reason why we don't get a championship is because we keep on having to kind of bring in a new squad and when you bring in a new squad and a whole bunch of players who haven't been there before, haven't gone, you know, through that pressure of the playoffs, they crack and they just, they don't get the job done. So I have no doubt that no matter what happens, Lily can build a team that will run this league or at least make a great effort to run this league. I don't believe in the ability of that team to win the playoffs. So the more players we have back who have been there, who have that experience and who can kind of not let the pressure get to them, the better. And I feel like what we need for that to happen is 
a team of veterans, or at least, you know, veterans. Winners? Just a team of players who know what to expect and, like, yeah. can work through that. I Cl- feel like that's I, why Louisville always gets there normally is because they historically had teams that were pretty well established. Okay, so if I'm being super hard, look, obviously, Deke was amazing. I would want him back in an instant, and he would be starting you know, every game for me. From the outside looking in, you could say, well, if, if that's your goal is to prioritize and optimize building a team for going far in the playoffs, you could say Dequa hasn't like not not why he's at the Hounds like so. He, I don't, he also won the Golden Boot last year, so I don't know if that's entirely. Fair. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, yeah, I, yeah, I hear yeah. what you're saying too. I, I I do get that. I mine is less about saying that. Well, the players didn't get there last time, so they can't get there this time. It's more about having the same players be there again. It's the fact that they they experienced it last time and they yeah. can focus better this time yeah um having this restart this cycle every single year is why i feel like we haven't made the playoff or haven't made a deep run in the playoffs um i feel bad saying it but wait not being signed i'm okay like it's it's the lily system always feels like the keepers the the easiest to replace which is sad for the keepers because our keepers always go on to do great things I do feel like um, it's just somehow Lily's system always feels like the keepers have the biggest safety net because of the fact that the whole team is, you know, defensively minded. And so therefore they kind of can get an easier start. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I'm, I'm <laughs> listen after how vocal I was last off season, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut in terms of like, <laughs> Doom Perfect for a podcast host. That's right, what we exactly. want. Um, but no, I think I think what is interesting is that when I look at this team, I feel really good about one area of the field, which I can't. I we can't always have said, but it's like okay, good. We we have a really substantial midfield. Like we have four guys that played the vast majority of the games last year, and we know can do a job in midfield. So that's good. Like okay, great. But then you have sort of the gaping hole up top of what's going to happen. And then you have the gaping center back hole behind them. And then you have the keeper situation. So when you're building a team, I tend to like think about that core right up the middle. And it feels like we have like one of the four pieces now. And now the, the, the trick is going to be, how do we, how do we replace those four? Um, if I, I think- can give you the option of you can, you know, I don't, we don't know a name, but you can bring in an all-star either in the forward line, in the defensive line, or in goalkeeper. Who are you taking? Knowing the midfield we have. Defensive one. Defensive, yeah. I mean, I feel like we Center have back. not been burned uh, by having an all-star defensive person coming in, yeah. whereas we have been burned by having an all-star <laughs> offensive person come in yeah. and absolutely do nothing. And uh, end up sitting the bench. So as I say, likewise, we had an all-star keeper come in that we just assumed would start and then was outplayed by Vidiello and lost a spot. So like who was that? Um was it Gomez? I think that yeah. was Gomez. Was yeah, he yeah, yeah. an all-star keeper? I don't remember. He had like big credentials. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. Um I mean I'll I'll have uh what was it? Zach Steffen back in a heartbeat. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> that, that's a little bit more than all star. Yeah, I will say he wins the freaking like league for if like if he's in net, he's fucking wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that the fact that we let Tola walk and go to Louisville, like when we could have picked up his option, makes me think that Dequa might be done ish deal, but that's just just speculating on my part. I, I don't think you go into the season with Kizza as like your number one. Um, I also said this about Deacon. I can like totally see Bob ago, doing that. So I can I, totally <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can too. And I, I don't know. Another part of me, maybe this is also wishful thinking, but you would think if someone was signing Dequa, they would have announced it by now. Like it would have been a pretty big get. Unless, yeah. unless he goes and tries to play overseas somewhere. Which is fantastic for him. Like, right. if that's right. the case, 
I'm I'm happy to lose him because he's you know furthering his career. But if I hear freaking Louisville announce Dequa, that's where you know if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out because it's just frustrating just to see people. Hair out. I bet that would feel wonderful. Uh, that's, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, so I, I yeah, that's if he's going to go to another team in this league. I'm going to be so sad. Don't you think it's? it could also just be they're tied up in contract negotiations right now where one team is saying, hey, come over here, and the Hounds are saying, hey, stay here, and that's why it's taking so long? Hope so. I mean, yeah. I hope Dequa's getting you know what he's worth and we are able to keep him. But if it turns out he goes to Louisville. I think that's that's the part that hurts the most about Ordonez. Like, Tola, I can kind of see it. Ordonez was defender of the year. Um, so when you're when you make your list of like what you hope for him. It's like return to Pittsburgh, go play overseas, like go play somewhere else, go, go to MLS, like go some other league somewhere else to further your career, go to the West coast. So we don't have to see you like, (laughs) you know, more often than not. And then the absolute last case scenario is like, no, it's not absolute last case scenario is go somewhere else in the East. And then like at the very bottom is go to Louisville. And so, like, he just bypassed all the other good scenarios and went straight to Louisville. And listen, we've had some private conversations about not me and him. Like, we're not like that. But, like, <laughs> within within our little group, and we were discussing this. And I, there does come a point where, as a player, these guys, you know, they have their livelihoods they need to think about. And if financially they can make significantly more and I'm, I'm theorizing here, but just in general, if financially they can make significantly more playing for another team, you can't really begrudge them no, from not, doing yeah. that. So yeah. this is a scenario where it sounds like Louisville has deeper pockets than we do. Um, almost, you know, magnitudes of two to three times that we do and they can play, they can pay these players more to come play for them so in that case it sucks like i hate it i'm not gonna like seeing him in purple but he kind of gonna boo him mike i'm i don't don't think i'm gonna boo him no like (laughs) i'd boo him but i'd do it with a smile on my face if he went to to like detroit where you know like the revenue i'd be like okay come on man like now you're just (laughs) like you're being spiteful yeah um uh I'm yeah. handing that grease pin to Colin and letting him write traitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Like I, I just anyone going any, you know, substantial player going to Louisville. I don't look at it as, you know, me begrudging that player. I look at it as me begrudging the hounds and me like, come on, you got to fight to keep those players. But I'm sure I can already hear it. Well, he was asking for more than what he was worth, blah, blah, blah. And I can get a better player for, you know, half the money. Yada, that's yada, Lily, yada. yeah. And that's that's what Lily's going to say. Or yeah. at least and a couple of drinks I mean, in, he'll probably say that. But two, I, yeah. Two seasons ago, he did. Ordonez came in straight out of pit. And like after two seasons was defender of the year. So yeah. like, don't love it. But this is the Lily way. Yeah. And so, Yeah. Any other thoughts on players, guys? DeSantis, I kind of would be sad to see him go too. Like, you would or would not? I would be sad to see him. Oh, okay, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just great guy, and uh, if we can keep him, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I feel really... that way about most of this team. Like, it's there's not like a player I'm like, oh, thank God he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I DeSantis is a tricky one for me because uh, when he was what when we were playing like with. A back four and he was out on left back i was never I was like okay he's okay out there and then we go to like three center backs with him as the left center back and he was incredible so yeah, yeah i mean it's some some of these players really flourished in very particular roles in our system last year and he was absolutely one of them he turned his season around and he was a really improved player over the course of the season if you told me if lily was like well we're gonna play a different system this year then he goes back into my like big question mark box of like, all right, well, I just don't know where he's going to play. Well, um, and if he's healthy, because he was yeah. having injuries there for a while. So I like, I don't know if maybe there's like, oh, sorry, like, you know, not going to pick up the contract because of that. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's what we think about players. Guys, one more question for you. Um, we've only got a few minutes left. 
but uh, Christmas is one week away. So if you could ask Santa for one thing about this team, it could be realistic. It could be under, it could be unicorns playing at halftime. I don't care if you could put, if you could ask Santa for one thing for next year, what do you think it'll be? And I'll give you a minute to think. I think that my thing would be uh, additional owners to come in and help add some more funds to the team. Ooh. I know that Tuffy has had John Daly at a number of games, and dude's got some money from the PGA Doesn't Tour. Really. Yes. I Well, <laughs> maybe I'm he sure does. He's maybe, it all on cigars. He's got one of his pants yeah. and his cigars. Yeah. Who yeah. Knows? Uh, I don't know if Mark Madden's loaded, but like I just saw Mark Madden plugging, watching some games down at, at Tuffy's golf club. Like may not be my favorites to like do it, but if it injects more money and we can keep players like Arturo around, then like cool. What uh, if the Qatari state came in, Mike? It was like... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's not going to happen, but um <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 what I think I would wish for is um, I think that the the turnaround that Tuffy has helped produce for this team has been amazing. Um, but I think for us to take the next step, it might involve an injection of cash to help expand the stadium, help expand marketing, help retain players. Down to capitalism. That's all pointed in you. That's all this is, Kev. Let's be honest. Don't sugarcoat it. Pro soccer. That's right. That is right. Kev, what what are you asking Santa for? Um, So I, I have stayed away from any news on this, and maybe there is news and updates. Maybe you guys even know it. And, you know, what, but... I know there have been um, rumors and suggestions around uh, progress on like stadium development, but I think last year, you know, was a big step forward in consistent large crowd, uh, you know, large crowds showing up to watch home games. Um, To me, that's enough to say, all right, let's, let's increase capacity a little bit. And uh, I just think that does so much. You're investing in the long-term financial health of the club. Um, you're investing in the long-term kind of culture growth of the club by getting a more positive and you know loud and enjoyable atmosphere at home games. Um, so I don't know, things like that, I think, are, are like the main drivers for kind of long-term sustainable growth for, for a club. And I, that's, that's what I would love to see. I'm not, I'm not too worried about player selection or whatever. Lily will do what he does and cool. Um, yeah, in the end, it'll be fine, even if it's like not as good of a season as last season is. Um, but things like that, I think would be great. Uh, just a, a few things on that. One, uh, if you missed uh, the episode from a few weeks ago when I was chatting with Rob Vincent, I asked him, I was like, if there was a hole in this team, like, where would you tell Lily to fill it? And he was like, you don't tell Lily anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, to your point, Lily's going to do what Lily's going to yeah. do. Um, also, I got word that that might not be showing up on uh, podcast systems. We're going to look into why that is. Um, but it is available on YouTube, YouTube Music, all of that. So you can check that out there as well. Um, Kev, about stadium stuff. Rumor has it that um, stadium expansion in the sense that we've talked about it is likely not in the cards this offseason, but stadium experience improvements, including like improving certain sections and things like that, is something they're going to be working towards. So it's not 100% clear what that means. Maybe it means pisser under the seats. Like maybe, (laughs) I don't know. But um, that's sort of where the headspace is right now. Yeah, improving the stadium, not so much expanding it yes. as such. Yes. Which I'm I'm fine with. I, I do think we need to expand, but uh, there are some areas in that stadium that are pretty pretty run down over the years that could use some improvements um, and would go a long way to improve fan experience. Um, I maybe a quick last point before Josh, you go into that. I think it's great. Still want stadium expansion. Oh yeah. I don't, for I, don't, sure. I, don't I don't, I don't think yeah. it's a like, well, that's it's good not, kind of thing. It's yeah. not an if it's a when at this exactly. point. Yeah. It's going to happen. So yeah. yeah. Josh, what's Santa bring? Well, he might not bring I you. Mean, what are you asking him for? 
I can't believe no one already said the freaking cup. Like, you know, obviously, but that's a dumb answer. I'm aware it's an <laughs> obvious answer, but I'm just saying it needs to happen. Uh, I, yeah, mine was more around just I, I want to see us level up again. And that is a kind of a big umbrella of things with a stadium expansion, with advertising dollars, just feeling like we're a pro team, even more so than we had this previous season which i thought was a pretty big step up compared to previous seasons before that so i just want to keep on seeing that growth happen um and i would love to see it happen not only for the hounds but like the steel army for supporters groups in general like pie in the sky i always thought it'd be cool if there's like multiple supporters groups that were like big in pittsburgh like options would be cool um but yeah Something what? like that. I just Is it like, like, you know, you have like the goths, you have the jocks, you have the this, you have the that. And so I'm telling you, man, like at Columbus, back when I uh, was uh, in the sports groups there, like you had like the more college oriented one. It was like the Hudson Street hooligans and they were much more rowdy. And then you had more of like the uh, older people were in the, the crew supporter union. And they're the ones that had like, you know business sense and knew how to actually like sell season tickets and like <laughs> that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff uh i'll try that was the the spanish supporters group and like yeah there's there's a lot of different like flavors of supporters groups and they were all like pretty well established and it was a lot of fun hear me out what if uh what if they put stands on the opposite side of the steel army and that was filled with a separate supporter section and you guys could just go back and forth bring it okay. yeah like yeah. imagine that better. atmosphere <laughs> no it'd be great i'm like i'm just looking for that next level for this for this team um yeah that that makes me ask and this will be the last last question based on what you said there josh Anything short of winning the cup next year, will that feel like a failure of a season? I mean, I don't want to say how, failure. How far how far do we have to get through the playoffs next year for you to be like, we took a step forward? I think we need to go farther than what we've gone before, which means we need to win more than two games. <laughs> so get to like the Eastern Championship, roughly. Yeah, like that would be a great step forward. Uh, obviously I feel like winning it would be the actual step forward, but at this point, come on, like <laughs> Kev. I like to think of myself as process oriented, not result oriented. So I, I, you won't hear me say like, if we don't reach the Eastern conference final, then it's a mistake. I think what we need to be doing is constantly like quote unquote, the right things day in, day out. And the result will take care of itself. So whether that means making sure we're taking care of the club financially, whether that means we're taking care of fan experience, whether that means giving Lily the resources he needs to build a championship winning side, I don't know. Um, but I think you could always have scenarios like last year where you have a great team finish top of the East and then go out in the first round from, you know, a one nil Detroit game. So I, I can't say it, we have to get further in the playoffs. But yeah, I don't know. was last year a success for you, Kev? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge okay. success. Okay, yeah, I think I agree. I, I, I don't. I'm still of the mindset that if we win the Players Shield, I'll consider next year to be a success, regardless of what happens in the playoffs. I don't know why my mind has now been like tweaked that way, but um, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. Yeah, no, but it's weird because like Josh. Then to your point, it's kind of like, well, then is it like baby steps? Like, well, we didn't win the first one last year, so do, is winning the first one like a good step? And then next year, you hope for two, and then you keep going. Like at a certain point, you just got to go for it and yeah, see what happens. It's, so it's the cup. Yeah, win the cup. Um, I did want to bring up one thing real fast before we end the podcast. I meant to brought it up, bring it up during the U.S. Open Cup talk, but uh. Did you guys see the tweet the Hounds came out with about the Open Cup and how much traction that tweet got? No. I did not see how much traction the tweet got, but it was oh. the one. Go ahead. You, yeah, yeah, so the, the tweet is, hey, MLS, is this because we ran your league's champion out of the competition this year? Didn't think you all would take it that poorly. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, a picture of the Open Cup game against the crew. And <laughs> it has 6.4 thousand likes nice. over 1k retweets 
and the comment section is just Columbus tears all the way down. (laughs) Even as a Columbus fan, I love it. (laughs) Just how many people in this comment section can say, we didn't even play our regular team. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't think that's the dish you think it is. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I put out, we'll we'll end on another positive note. Um, I did put out the tweet and thread. Is that what they're called? Threads. Where, uh, you know, according to soccer math, if the hounds beat Columbus and Columbus won the MLS, does that mean the hounds are the best team in the country? No, it doesn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Soccer, soccer math. math. Soccer math. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think that's it. Um, Josh, you're going to Ohio for, for the holidays. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Leaving Thursday night. Nice. Kev, you'll be I'll here. Be, I will be in Pittsburgh. Yes. And I will see you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he seems so happy about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will see you. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully you guys all have safe travels. Hopefully everybody has safe travels. Um, we appreciate you know all of you guys listening and watching and adding comments to the show. Uh, it's been quite the year. We will not be back until 2024. We'll, we're going to figure out what our schedule looks like and uh, and we'll go from there. But you know, with the first game of the season being really the beginning of March, we've got two months to figure out what this team looks like and uh, play some preseason games, which will come fast and furious. So we're going to be talking about games that matter before you even know it. So thanks, everybody. We appreciate uh, all that you do for the for the team and for the show and, and for everything. And uh, hopefully everyone has a safe and happy holidays. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>